Welcome to Jesus Inside Prison Ministry presents Jesus House with Dr. William Bumpus. We are providing a strong foundation in Christ and preparing men for a successful future. And now, here's Pastor Bumpus. Praise Jesus and welcome to today's broadcast. I am Pastor William Bumpus and you're watching Jesus Inside Prison Ministry present Jesus House. We're uh, glad you're tuning into the program. We have a little special for you this week, and we're going to go into a special service that I did at a church here locally at New Covenant Church, and I feel like it, the message will be a blessing to you. So let's go into that uh, broadcast, and I'll be back with, with you at the close of the program. Stay tuned. This week's offer is my personal testimony, You Can Be Set Free. There's about 200,000 of them in print. That book tells you about how I lived a life of crime, arrested 23 times, I didn't believe in Jesus. Then one day in jail, I heard the gospel and God changed my life. This book tells you all about that. Write in today for your personal copy, any size donation to JIPM, P.O. Box 88489, Indianapolis, Indiana 46208. Jesus is a miracle worker. Amen. And he works in every situation beyond what people can think. Amen. So I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here today. I thank God, amen, that I'm going on three years cancer-free. Amen. Three years cancer-free, amen. And, and uh, thank the Lord. I, you know, the doctors are amazed that I don't have no complications from chemo or radiation. No side effects, no anything. Amen. As though I never did have it. Well, the devil shouldn't have did it in the first place. So, so today, just for a few minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that favorite question. Why do bad things happen to good people? I'm going to answer that today. Now, I'm a simple man. You know, Jesus is a simple preacher. You know, he didn't preach with enticing words. Paul said, I don't preach with enticing words, you know, with man's wisdom, amen, but in demonstration. Hallelujah. So I'm going to make it real simple. People wrote books and books and books. Amen. On why the bad things happen to good people. Here it is right here. Romans. I did all that talking to help you find it because I knew your assembly was working. So I knew you knew where I was going to go. Right? Okay. Don't worry about it. Romans. <laughs> Romans chapter 3. You will believe the Bible, right? Amen. Romans chapter 3. Look at verse number 10. Romans 3 and 10. Everybody don't have it, so hold on. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3. Everybody don't have it, so hold on again. Okay, here it is. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Why do good things happen to bad people? I mean, why do bad things happen to good people? There are none. Amen. Amen. Let me say that again. There is not one good person on the planet. None. I mean, based on none. All have sinned. It comes short of the glory of God. I teach people all the time, guys all the time, everybody have sinned. Amen. And uh, you being a sinner, not y'all, but I'm just saying, I know Facebook's watching everybody else. Amen. I say amen. You know me. I know where I'm at. Hallelujah. You got to include everybody. Amen. But you being a sinner is not your fault. 
Let me say it again. You being a sinner is not your fault because you didn't ask to be born. Is there anybody here asked to be born? No. So a person becomes a sinner because they're born. They're born a sinner because of what Adam and Eve did. So it ain't our fault. It's their fault. Don't get nervous because I'm preaching very good. Amen. But now it's my fault once I find out how to get out of being a sinner. And now I still want to remain a sinner. Now it's my fault. And I have to give an account for that. So the only way out of being a sinner is you have to be born again. Being born again is a real experience. You're literally born again. Amen. So you don't, you know, so being born again, you're not a schizophrenic. You know what a schizophrenic is, a person with two natures. So when you're born again, you don't have a sinful nature and a good nature. You have a good nature. Don't get nervous because I'm preaching real good. The devil comes out when you get born again. The sin comes out when you get born again. That don't mean you can't sin, but now it's a choice. Amen. Before you got born again, it wasn't no choice. You automatically did it because you were just born that way. But once you get born again, sinning becomes a choice. Amen. I can do it or I don't have to do it. Hallelujah. And so the reason why people continue on in sin after they get born again, I know y'all know this because their mind have been renewed. Amen. They're born again. Amen. You're born again. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a physical body. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your mind, your soul don't get saved when you get saved. You get saved when you still got, not y'all, but I'm saying other folk, when you get born again, you still got that crazy mind. You know, just like guys in the joint, they get born again, but, I mean, you know, they still got the crazy mind. They still got, you know, so in order for them to live the saved life, they got to have their mind renewed. And the way I put it so they can understand it, you know what I'm talking about, having your mind renewed, it just puts something new on your mind. You know, you can only do what you know how to do. If you don't know how to do it, you know what I'm saying, you can't do it. So the word of God, you know what I'm saying, my job is to teach them, amen, how to think and act like a believer. And that's a process. That's the process of renewing your mind. And once you start doing that, then, you understand what I'm saying, you start living like a Christian is supposed to live and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'll turn to Matthew chapter 7. This is a word, church, so I like that because I can always turn to more than one verse. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7. Why? Amen. Why do bad things happen to good people? Number one, there is no good people. Number two is Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 24. Therefore, Jesus talking, reading. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of man and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of man and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So we know them all over the story. We know that the building your house on the rock is Christ, and building your house on sand is, on, is the world. But notice that the same rain descended, the same floods came, the same wind hit both houses. So that means it don't matter then where you saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, you still going to have some rain. You're still going to have some storms. You're still going to have the same thing to happen to anybody else. Why? Because that's called life. So bad things happen to good people because we are living in a sinful world. 
And it don't make no difference how strong we are in the word of God. Satan is going to attack. That's his nature. So I can be the most, I can be the, I can have the greatest faith in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe that I'm healed by the top of my head, soles of my feet. Y'all saying no, you know, no, nothing comes to me, blah, blah, blah. And I look up, boom, you got cancer. What you going to do about that? Yeah. Don't get nose going to preach pretty good. And so your mind, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? How to open this door? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm living yeah. in the United States of America, in this world right here. There's a devil out there. Yeah. That's, what, that's the rain. Now, that's what I like about the word of God. We are faithful. And, 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 and like some people say, well, you know, God, don't get nervous now. God allows the devil to do what he does. No. No. Not in that sense. <laughs> How many read the back of the book? We all know the back of the book. We win, right? I ain't talking about that part. I ain't talking about that part. In the back of the book, we see that Satan is going to get his. Yeah. He's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Is that right? Yeah. All right. The Bible tells us when that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Has that happened? No. All right. Until that happens, God has to let the devil be the devil. Yeah. And I hit some of y'all about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> in, other words, in other words, God is not allowing like, okay, go on and get them. You understand what I'm talking about? He's allowing the devil to be what the devil is because he already wrote in the book that Satan's going to stop when he's thrown into the lake of fire. And until he's put into the lake of fire, he's going to be a devil. So he's going to try everybody. Now, God knows this, so he, I'm trying to use the right words for church people. Amen. You understand? If I was in, in prison, you know what I mean? I said God wired it up. You know what I mean? But church people was like, what? You know, they would, you know, so I don't, I try to find words that fit church people. <laughs> Amen. No. So God done already told us when we read the book, we know that Satan gets his in. So Satan's going to be around. God knows that. So God done already told us what to do. He tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the weapons of your warfare, all of it, so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. He lets us know right there, the devil is coming. He's going to be doing everything, but you can always overcome if you keep all your armor on. But now if I ain't got my armor on, then I'm going to get hurt. Amen. And I can't blame God for it. Now Satan loves that. Satan does something to you, you turn around, he points like that. You know, like, I didn't do it. God did it. God did that. He seen a man that you needed to learn something. <laughs> so he put the devil on you so you could learn. You know what I'm saying? What? I thought that was the Holy Ghost job. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, not experiences. Amen, I tell somebody. No, no, the devil is there. God told us all through the New Testament that Satan is there, but he told us all the time, put your weapons on, weapons of your warfare, so whenever he comes... Now, the wiles of the devil is a, 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 a tricky word, the wiles of the devil. We know that evil schemes and all that. The best way I can explain a wiles of the devil is kind of like that dog story you was talking about, the puppy story. You know what I'm talking about? Wiles of the devil. Everybody, anybody ever had a two-year-old? Amen. Now, the world calls them terrible twos. I don't. I call them grateful twos. A two-year-old, you, you don't know what to get into. You cannot take your eyes off a two-year-old. That's right. That's right. 
I mean, boy, they into everything. You, ne you can't figure out which way they're going. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's the wiles of the devil. You don't know which way he's coming. <laughs> so you can't plan for it. Can you understand what I'm saying? You can't plan for it because he's like a two-year-old child. You don't know where he's coming. But if you, got your, if you got your shield of faith on, notice he said you can quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. That means that he's going to be firing at you. No matter the difference how saved you are, Satan's going to be firing at you. That's what your shield of faith is for. Folks, you know, I'm a faith man. I believe I be, I'm a faith man. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal. What I need faith for if I'm never going to get hit. Why would God tell me, you know what I'm saying, I can have whatsoever I say and all that if I was never going to be attacked? No, my faith is what enables me to come out of anything Satan sends my way. My faith allows me to triumph in everything that the enemy sends my way because we're in a spiritual war. You don't be in no war and, and don't get hit. The point is, you understand, you, don't, you, don't, you want to be rooted and grounded in the word of God so Satan can't take you out. And get all by years in. I'm going for 120. Amen. Don't get nervous now. <laughs> I'm going for 120. I'm 73 now, so I got about 50 more to go. I'm going to get them all in. I can hear somebody, what if, what, 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 what if you don't? I ain't going to be mad. Let me say it again. I'm not going to be mad. I ain't, you, I ain't never met nobody who went to heaven, amen, and, and, wanted to, and didn't want to stay there. In other words, if I don't make it to 120, I'm rejoicing. I'm in heaven. Amen. I ain't going to be mad. Amen. I ain't going to be saying, what, 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 what am I up here for? How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. I'm going to be glad. But I, but I mean, if you shoot for nothing, you get nothing. Amen. I'm going to shoot for the 120. Amen. I don't care what nobody else say. Amen. It's according to my faith. I believe I can go for 120. And I mean 120 strong. Yeah. Amen. I don't want to be 120, y'all saying, that, you know, I can't get about the bed. I want to be preaching in prisons at 120. <laughs> but the only way I'm going to do that, I've got to realize what the word says. Now, we have 1 Peter 5, right? We'll look at 1 Peter 5. I could quote it to you, but amen, but I know y'all could quote it to me, but praise the Lord. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. This is why it's so important to know why bad things happen to good people. Because there is none good. And then once you get born again, things happen, you understand, because we're in the world, and, 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 and Satan's job is to attack. 1 Peter chapter 5, I know it's in this book, in this Bible here. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 uh, and verse number 6, therefore humble yourselves. I like that word, humble yourself. It didn't say God will humble you. Hallelujah. Humble yourselves. Under the mighty hand of God that he may demote you in, 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 in due time. It, it, it don't say that? No, it said exalt. It means to lift up. Humble yourself. Well, how do you humble yourself? Verse 7, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. That's the humble man. That's how you humble yourself. Humbling yourself is not driving crazy cars. Well, you know, there's some folk, you know, saying, feel like, well, you know, if you're going to be humble, you don't drive no nice car, you know, saying, you, you know I me, mean? you, you, you don't dress nice, you know I me, mean? you, you got to dress funny, you know, and all that kind of stuff, show how humble you are. That's ignorance. <laughs> no, I mean, if you can afford it, it's ignorance. No, he says, humble yourselves 
under the mighty hand of God. Now, notice here. Now, I know I got some English majors in here. He said, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that you may exalt yourself in due time, comma, right? I mean, that's what it says in my Bible, comma, casting, you all right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Therefore, humble yourself. I'm reading that new King James Version. You know, that's the one Jesus wrote. No, wait, wait a minute. No, it says right here. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may, right, that he may exalt you in due time, comma. Right? Comma. Casting all your care upon him. So the casting all your care upon him goes with that verse. So right there, he's telling me how to humble myself. Humbling myself is casting all my care upon him. That's the humble man. The humble man is the one that says, I'm casting all this care on you. I ain't going to deal with this. I ain't going to try to figure this out. I'm casting over on you. That's the humble man. I can't do this on my own. I'm going to turn this over to you. That's the humble man. Casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he cared for me. Then it says, be sober. That means no scotch, you know, vodka. <laughs> I hit them guys with that. But anyway, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil... Walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, that means he can't devour everybody. If he got to seek somebody, he can't devour everybody. So Satan is always looking for the person who do not know the word of God. And when situations come, they want to know, God, why, 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 why? What did I do wrong? Living? If I do something wrong, I know it as a believer because we have one living on the inside of us called the Holy Ghost. His job is to convict of sin. If there is no conviction, I ain't did nothing. I ain't going to make up no sin. Some person want to make up something. I know I did something wrong. I just don't know where it's at. You know, you know, I know I did something somewhere. No, if the Holy Spirit ain't convicted me of anything, then I ain't did nothing. Amen. Well, why is this happening? Because there's a devil. Oh. Amen. Amen. Okay, what am I supposed to do about him? Verse 9, resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So I'm supposed to resist the devil. Well, here's the deal. How can I resist the devil? Steadfast in the faith. And I think God got something to do with this. You know, this is happening to me because God's trying to teach me something. Or this is happening to me, you understand, because I miss God somewhere. Or this is happening, okay, if I'm doing that, I'm not resisting Satan steadfast in the faith because I'm not blaming the devil for it 100%. Somehow or another, God has something to do with it. Oh, boy, this really blows people, man. This right here, I better turn this right here real quick. Uh, before I make this statement, I better turn to First John real quick. Now, the reason why folks say that, don't get nervous now, is because they believe that, uh-oh, that God's in control. Don't get nervous, I'm preaching real good. I wrote a book called God is Not in Control. Hallelujah. I told you, I turned to First John real quick, real quick. I turned to First John real quick before I said that. Uh, look at look at First John, First John, one and uh, five. Is it five? Yeah, 
verse 5, I mean, 1 John 5 and 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. That means habitually sin, live in sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself, keeps himself, keeps himself. God don't keep you, keep yourself. And the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Another translation is the whole world lies under the control of the devil. Hallelujah. I know I kind of messed you up a little bit. I should have bought some of the books. I probably could have sold something real quick behind that, but I, I, I didn't bring none of my books. Amen. No. <laughs> no. Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world. God is not in control. If God was in control, there would, never be not, there would not be one illegal sentence for guys going in prison. If God was in control, the world would be more manageable than it is now. I tell people all the time, this, you know, this is for uh, somebody watching uh, all the time, you know what I'm saying? Folk around, boy, if America don't come right, God going to destroy America. Don't get nervous now. Well, if that was a criterion, there should not be one Islamic country on the planet. Why? Because all Islamic countries hate Jesus, hate the Bible. If God was against somebody, he's going to be against, he should, he should be wiped out all Islamic countries. If we're going to use that same rationale about evilness and everything, well, if God was going to destroy anybody, he would destroy all Islamic countries, and there will not be one communist country on the planet. No communist believes in God. Russia don't believe in God. No socialist country believe in God. China don't believe in God. None. And they pers persecute everybody who believes in God. Now, if anybody's an enemy to God, it would be them. Not the United States. They're sending missionaries all over the world. Quiet in this great church. I know that's true. I was a communist. Back in the day, y'all said, just Black History Month. Amen. So back in the day, I joined the Black Panthers. Amen. In federal penitentiary, I was a black panther. Amen. Huey P. Newton, y'all stand, Angela Davis, all of them was my idols. And I walked around, and our philosophy was the little red book by Chairman Mao. That was our Bible. No, no, no we didn't believe in God. No communists believe in God. Communism, I think it was Karl Marx said that religion was the opiate of the people. You know what I'm saying? Something that you're addicted to. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, the crutch. Well, if God, you know what I'm saying, was destroying nations because of, of, of the evilness that's in them, there should not be a communist country on the planet and there should not be an Islamic country on the planet. But yet they are still, they'll allow, how many know they're still there and they are thriving? Is that right? Why is that? Those are demons. Demonic countries, those, those areas, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the, the principalities of the air, principalities, wicked spirits in high places. Those are demons that control areas and countries. Those countries are, the, those are doctrines of the devil. Islam is a doctrine of the devil. Don't get nervous, going to preach real good. It is. Islam came uh, 600 years after the death of Christ. But they're going to say they came first. Galatians 1. Am I doing all right? Amen. I ain't scared you yet. Amen. So 
Anybody ran for the door, so I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Amen. Galatians chapter 1. I'm coming to a close. Amen. I ain't going to keep you here all day. Hallelujah. I know y'all don't go to Golden Corral, do you? Oh, I'm, that's just a thought. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but anyway, Galatians 1. <laughs> Galatians 1, the Bible tells us that uh, uh, Paul says in Galatians 1, verse 6, Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel that you are turned away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Which is not another. There ain't no different God. But there are some who, who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. He said, but even if we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. I found that every false religion, and I've studied a bunch of them. I had to deal with all this stuff inside prison. Amen. I found yesterday that every false religion was started by an angel. What do you mean? I mean yeah, yeah, he said, he said, no, every one of them was started by, it wasn't no angel, it was a demon. That's a fallen angel. Uh, the, 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 the founder of that, of that uh, of religion had a vision. Muhammad, you understand, had seizures. He called them visions. Where an angel was, would appear to him in a cave and give him the true revelation. And that's how Allah, that's how Islam started. Yeah, that's where he got all that revelation from. 600, 600 AD after the death of Christ, that's where he got all that revelation from. He got it from an angel. He said he was falling into trances. You know what I'm saying? And then these angels, you know, then all this, you know, the real God, Allah revealed it to him. Amen. And that's where Islam come from. Now, Muhammad didn't write, didn't write, didn't write nothing. He had a uh, a servant of his, after, after Muhammad died, a servant of his, you know what I'm talking about, took all his sayings and put it together, and, and that's where you get the Quran from. Those are revelations from devils. The Bible calls it doctrines of demons. There's other groups, I ain't naming no names too much, but there's other groups, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean, John Smith, I'll just name the name, you know, y'all probably don't know nothing about him, amen. <laughs> he, had a, he had a revelation. Angels came to him, you know what I'm saying? He started his group called the Mormons. Yeah. See, the Bible lets us know up front. If an angel come and give you a different revelation, Paul said, than the one I got right here, let it be accursed. So now if God go around destroying folk, all them folks should be out of here. But why, why, do God, why are they still here? Well, Jesus said it like this here. Let the wheat and the tare grow up together. And at the end, he will do the separation. In the meantime, you and I, amen, is supposed to be equipped with the truth so we can go around setting people free. Amen. And, 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 and the only way we can do that, we got to let people know God is not doing all this dirt to people. It's because you're living in this world. You don't have Jesus Christ as the Lord of your, Lord of your life. And even if you do, you still, see, it don't matter how saved you are, how filled with the Holy Ghost you are, unsaved people lose their job, you will too. Unsaved people get sick, you will too. The only thing is, when they go through all this, they got to turn to something the world has. They got to turn to alcohol or drugs or gambling. When we find ourselves in situations like that, we have to turn to Jesus, amen, because he already bore all that for us. That's the difference between us and the world. 
Jesus House book. People ask all the time, how do I start a reentry program, where I get the money at, where I get the food, where I get the clothes. That's what this book is all about. Jesus House will teach you how to open up any kind of program, any kind of reentry program, a work release program, a program for youth, whatever kind of facility that you want to open up, Jesus House will give you the A, B, and C's of opening up any kind of program. So make sure you get your copy today. Well, praise Jesus. I trust that you enjoyed that uh, message. Uh, and of course, you understand you can contact us through our website, which should be on the screen. Telephone number 317-738-6226. That's 317-738-6226. Uh, feel free to contact us, uh, uh, send me an email uh, from our website. If you want to be on our newsletter, our newsletter is free of charge. Uh, if you're in prison or whatever, that's for you as well. If you need any kind of Christian books or anything like that, feel free to contact us. So until next week, this is Pastor Buffer saying, praise Jesus for he is Lord. Thank you for watching Jesus Inside Prison Ministry presents Jesus House with Dr. William Bumpus. To learn more about the Jesus House, to receive books by Pastor Bumpus, subscribe to our podcast, and to support Jesus Inside Prison Ministry, log on to www.jipm.org.